corruption. We're over 3,000 uh, uh, listens, by the way, podcast. Shout out to us. A lot of, a lot of congrats. I'm thinking away giving, uh, or not giving, but um, I'm gonna work with, with uh, J- Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy the Greek this week on a plus three thousand parlay to celebrate. So uh, you've been cooking them parlays. That's what I'm, I'm gonna work with him this week. I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat like Jimmy. <laughs> I'll be whooping his ass on the piece of money bets, but he be cooking them parlays like a motherfucker. <laughs> Consultant presents What's the Line podcast, week six. Uh, if you all don't know, I'm your host, the meticulous Mark P, also the host of Annie Up University. Finally, uh, got a got a W in the column this week. I've been struggling at Annie Up University. I'm back in the wins. I think I'm three and three on the year. But um, What's the Line podcast? We're here, week six. I'm here with my guy, Rome. How you feeling today, Rome? We're back from Vegas. How you doing? Ready to go, rejuvenated. Vegas didn't take too much out of me. 48 hours is all I, all I have for Vegas. So all back right. on the East Coast, ready to get going. Week six. <laughs> all right. Papa Keese, back with us again. How you feeling today, Keese? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling <laughs> every week in a row. I'm feeling like I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and if you guys see us out there, you're uh, watching the What's the Line live stream. We uh, got the hoodies with the QR code. So if you see us, scan us. Um, Rome, yours is in the mail. I swear. I bet. <laughs> but um, all right. So week six. Uh, Talman, how you feeling? Uh, back again. Talman special took the first L of the year, but it's all right. Yeah, we're back. Down week. Uh, some great football last weekend uh, across college and NFL. I'm here, ready. But uh, I don't got too much for this week, man. But I'm here. All right, cool. And uh, let's do some quick reviewing because I uh, I lost the chicken sandwich battle. Roman, I lost the chicken sandwich battle last week to you in Paris. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be sending that out this week. Um, just don't you know, don't be burning up my phone or anything. Respectfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, let's review some best bets on the year. Mike Curry seven and four against the spread. Uh, Mike, let me know if I have that incorrect. I think it's seven and four. I'm pretty sure I listen. Uh, me myself, zero and three last week. Very rough week at the fucking office for me. So I'm uh, I'm eight and six on the year. Still two games above five hundred. Rome ten and five, leading the pack. Ten and five against the spread. We know Rome went sixty three percent against the spread last year. Uh, Paris one and zero right now. He gave out a best bet last week, so one thousand percentile. Down man special four and one on the year. Teasers. Rome, three in a row, I believe, for you. Three and two on the year on teasers. Uh, Keese, three and one. Uh, Soundman, two and two. Soundman, two L's in a row. Um, Mike, Paris, one and oh each. And I am five and oh right now with my teasers. So I'm going to knock on wood as I say that, uh, ladies, because I barely got out of there this, this past week. But let's get right into it. First game on the board, Bucks minus seven. 
Total of 52 and a half at the Eagles. You know who I'm going to first. Rome, how you feel? Something All right, so I like this game on on specifically on a Thursday night for the Eagles, and we like you know, playing home teams on Thursday nights for all the uh, cliche reasons. You know, they don't they don't have to travel. They sleep in their own beds on a short week. And, you know, the preparing is just a little bit a little bit easier on the home team for Thursday night. So yep. this kind of goes back to one of those cliche plays for years now. Thursday night teams at home catching points are, you know, it's always a sexy angle. And I'm going to be square here. Well, I don't know if this is square side, but I'm going to be square here and following that trend. Well, I think a lot of people will obviously like the Bucks. I don't know who's too comfortable laying seven. I'm not ever comfortable laying seven on the road, specifically on a short week. I don't give a, I don't care if it's Brady. You know, I, I really don't care who it is. Uh, I'm not laying seven on the road when I have so many other options and so many other games to play when I can catch points or lay a shorter number. So I like the Eagles here, and it, it kind of goes just on the line. I mean, we could talk about how bad the Eagles have looked this past weekend. Four in Carolina, no real points. There's no real motivation to look at this game and say, I want to bet the Eagles which is why I'm probably going to bet the Eagles here. Catching seven, that's a true nine on a neutral. So they're saying the Bucks are nine points better than this Eagles team. That's about right. That's about on par. But I just want to go back to last year. Uh, Bucks in Chicago laying a flat three uh, on Thursday night. And last last year, Chicago team, this is early season Chicago team. This is Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, this, is, this is bad Chicago Bears. And then, you, you know, you got the hot Bucks coming into town laying that flat three. And so Bucks look like they're in control of that game for the most part. I want to say they ended up losing that game outright. They definitely didn't cover the three. And that was the four. So that was are. the four-finger game. Yeah, that was the infamous. Yeah, that was <laughs> that. Yeah, that was the infamous Brady thing. And it was third down, the fourth down, and you need to get off the field because you owed. But you know, goes on to win the Super Bowl. The rest is history, right? Here we are again, couple couple months later. Bucks on the road, primetime games. What was the Bucks' shortcomings last year? Primetime games. We only talk about covering spreads here on this podcast, so. They weren't covering primetime game spreads. Here they are again, short week, laying seven on the road after two weeks in which they, you know, two two big weeks. You know, you, you go up to Foxborough, we know that. They come back, they get, you know, a lot of people would think they cruised past Miami. Those guys played damn near the whole game. It, it was, was close, it was close in the first half, right? And then the second half, it was, got it, I mean, those boys played the whole game, and Brady chucked it around more than I really think he had to. Is is like you, you know, we were watching that game together. It just really felt like Brady's going for blood early in that game, but it didn't it didn't let up in the second half. So, uh, you know, we we kind of attributed that to being you know Brady trying to get these boys out of here so they can just rest in the second half. But they didn't really rest. So here they are, short week going to going to Philly, favored by seven. I like the Eagles. I have nothing on handicapping the Eagles. I'm not going to get deep on the Eagles as to why I like them. I like them on the line, and I like them because of the home team on a short week catching points, and the Bucks are not good in prime time. Gotcha. Uh, I did want to mention, Rome, you mentioned to me this this past week, so I'm, I'm going to start saying them at the beginning of the games. But the uh, Eagles, 7-2 and two against the Spray as a home dog uh, since 2017. That good? Uh, that's pretty good, pretty good. But that's just the last, you know, four or five years. That's not, you know, necessarily under this regime. Uh, but the uh, Bruce Arians, 17 and 13 against the spread as a road fave. Um, <laughs> they're just six and six against the spread as a road fave. Uh, the Bucks are under Bruce Arians, though. Um, for me, I'm gonna just lean with the. Uh, I'm gonna lean with the Eagles. I think what, uh, what what was happening with Brady last week is um, there are certain moments, and I saw this last year with against Detroit. You can you can just start to like try to like really build your offensive rapport. Obviously, they haven't been hitting on all cylinders yet this year. Last week was the first time we saw that. We saw an opportunity to do that, 
and you know have you know really have that rapport going forward. So it, it was a good opportunity to take. Um, but this week, uh, coming on a, a short a short Thursday night football, I lean with the Eagles. I mean, the Bucks still have a ton of injuries in the backfield. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. may play the safety, um, but they still weren't looking good with him out there and, and the rest of those Carlton Davises of the world. So I, I'm, I'm going to lean with the Eagles. I think the, the receivers can get off in this game. The, I'm thinking of Devontae Smith. I, um, I don't know if Dallas God is going to play. Apparently, he's on the uh, COVID IR. So, But I, I'm going to lean with the Eagles considering that um, I think Jalen Hurts, he showed some things last week, some moxie in that game against Carolina on the road. Um, you know, he's going to be able to scramble, I think, so they may have more rushing yards than the Bucks usually give up because of the scramble factor. So I'm, I'm going to lean with the Eagles plus the points here. Take the home dog. Uh, Salman, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, I don't got too much for it. I'm leaning Eagles here for uh, three reasons. Uh, one is the main thing that uh, you pointed out earlier in this season in the podcast about the Bucks, and what Rome just pointed out as well about them um, not covering in these primetime games. I'm not going to be fooled by it this week. Um, second reason is think this Eagles D-line is really good. Every time I watch them, they're just getting to the quarterback. Obviously, you get to Brady. You can probably, you know, win a game uh, or say. Uh, other thing is, I see this as like a classic NFC game. Uh saw that with the Eagles last week when it was Eagles-Panthers. I was like, Panthers are favorite here, but this seems like a classic, like, NFC game that the Eagles will probably win. So I kind of right. see this as the same type of thing here. Eagles-Bucks. Vintage NFC game here. I don't think the Eagles win, but I just think they'll cover the seven points. Um, so I'm just going to lean Eagles here. All right, Keith, what do you think about this game? Uh, Eagles seven-point dogs at home. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't have too much to say about it as well. Like, I got it marked as a red. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mess Got a lot of red this week, though. Keith. Yeah, yeah, no. But, but this one was for sure super red. Uh, I would it on a Thursday night, land seven points on the road. So, so a lot of what what Rome was saying. I have a super slight lean with the Bucks here, but they, I would agree that it's like the square size is like, I think they're the better team, but this is super right. rare for me. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch, honestly, though, given that the Bucks give up so much uh, with the pass. To me, it doesn't seem like the Eagles are running as much as they probably should have just with the personnel they have, but I mean, it, it seems to work for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, I guess, uh, how how the two uh, the two coaches go about the game plan. Like, are the Eagles going to come, come into this game really thinking they're going to, uh, you know, try to outshoot Tom Brady? Um, so it's, def- it's a definite stay away from me because I can see this game going a wildly different way. It's like go way under, but then I can also see it being a shootout as the as the total su- suggests. So um, if I'm going to go by what, what the numbers say, the high total uh, in a shootout, I have to lean bucks, uh, but the number is just way too scary on the road the short week. And let's right. be honest here. We're not expecting the Eagles to come out and be able to run them, get, run the football against the Bucks because who has been able to do that this year? So their best bet is going to be Jalen Hurts. I think they understand that, and I'm comfortable catching those points at home with a guy in Jalen Hurts who's been running for his life for five weeks already. So it's not like, you know, these other rookie quarterbacks and Mac Jones the prior, prior weekend where they asked him to throw the ball, and he did successfully well, completing 19 passes in a row at one point. Uh, it, what the Patriots did was they just folded. They ran the ball to running backs four times, negative four yards on those carries the rest of the game they continued to throw the ball and they had no problem doing that and yeah. that was the, the, the part that scares me though rome is that i can see the bucks winning this game either either style um i know Salman talked about the uh, eagles d line but they've actually been terrible against the actual run they've been getting to the quarterback but absolutely putrid against the run the bucks aren't the greatest the running team but i do think they uh would boost if, if they see that as a weakness and you know tom brady He's only going to do what works. If that's working, he's going to do that, eat you up, and play action you to death. 
Um, and I agree with that because on a short week, that makes even more sense, right? Let's just get mm-hmm. out of here. You see, this could be a big Fournette week random. And everybody's talking about, you know, like I can see that. Gotcha. Right. I mean, do we think, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. We'll yeah. Move on. All right. So I, I, think we did, I think we did pretty well for a Thursday game that we usually never really care about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. The next game, Dolphins favored by three and a half. The hook is alive at the Jaguar. Not at the Jaguar. This game is in London Town. Total of 47. Stay away from two of us at the top of your screen. I'm going to start with you, Keys. What do you think about this game? Uh, Jags, uh, three and a half point underdogs in London. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about the London aspect. A, a big part of this is I was thinking the Jags were gonna be home dogs. Um, but honestly, I still got to lean with the Jags here with with it. Uh, it's it's probably emotionally based. Uh, but I cannot bet with with uh, Jacoby Brissett at all. Um, yeah. I remember a couple weeks ago when he got the starting position. I I believe they played the Colts that first week, and we had like a it wasn't a big thing, but it was a little discussion about they played the Raiders that first week. Well, he was thrown into the fire that that Raiders game, no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, was he? Okay. I think his first full week of preparation, which we actually talked about on the pod, he was going up against Wentz, and it was just a conversation where it was mentioned that oh, Jacoby is the, you know, is the the, the professional quarterback, and I just was taken aback. I feel like since then, Wentz has randomly played really well on those two bad angles, and Jacoby has looked future. So I'm just gonna go with the Jags. Uh, ever since the. Uh, <laughs> They're like, funnily enough, like, I don't know, like, rallying. They're not rallying around um, Urban Meyer. I think, honestly, they just <laughs> give, giving the balls to the actual playmakers of late, uh, which is like a light bulb for Urban. But I, I, this Dolphin team is just, is just too bad to me. It could be a lot of emotion, but I got to lean with the Jags here. Yeah, lick, uh, Licker and Misha says, we're, all, we're with you, Urban Meyer. We're a team. <laughs> all right, uh, Ron, what do you think about this game? I, I don't know. Let's just wrap. Got nothing? All right, cool. I mean, that works for me. Uh, neutral game, uh, London to, you know, enjoy. Enjoy the 9 o'clock start. <laughs> All right, uh, next game, Packers at the Bears. Uh, total of 45. Packers favored by four and a half currently. I'll start with me. It's a like for me on the Packers. Um, I think this Bears team, they you know, they went against uh, a, a Vegas team that has been going through a lot last week. Uh, we saw with the entire John Gruden saga. Um, and the Raiders just looked bad and flat in that game. Uh, and then, you know, we were out in Vegas and we saw a ton of Bears fans the entire weekend. Uh, it was just, you know, filled with, you know, you know, Bears, you know, paraphernalia or whatever out, out, out throughout the uh, throughout the city. So um, but this Bears team, I'm not sure about them coming back at home, going against an Aaron Rodgers team uh, who felt like they probably kind of escaped the game last week. Uh, kind of want to sharpen up there. Uh, Packers 49 and 32 against the spread division games uh, under Aaron Rodgers. I'll take that to the to bank to the bank against a Bears team that cannot throw the ball. Still 32nd in the league in passing, 113 passing yards per game. I repeat, 113 passing yards per game. So I'm going to take this Packers team. Um, I, I still don't think they're great, but I think they're playing a lesser opponent, less than a touchdown. I'll take it. Uh, so yeah. Town man, what do you think about this game? Uh, love the Packers here as well. Um, as you said, I think um, just think the Packers are in a different league than these Bears. Um, as we all know, say it every every time we record. Watch I just want I want to just... jump in right there. The only reason, yes, we agree, Packers are in a different league than the Bears, different tier, right? But they're in the same division. That 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 kind of. That kind of puts them guys on level playing fields because they know who they're going up against. It's not Packers Washington football team where those are definitely two different tiers. It's Packers Bears. We know they're two different tiers, but they're in division. These are two very 
very uh, familiar opponents. So I, I, I just want to be cautious of doing that because this is a divisional game. That's Gentlemen. it. Sure. Um, uh, I still think it's a different league. Regardless, been some uh, some definitely heavyweight matchups between these guys in the years past. I don't think that's at, at any point what it is this year. As Marcus just said, 113 passing yards a game. Granted, Jair's on uh, IR, you know. But we're watching these Bears play, and we're waiting. Every week we've been on here waiting for this Fields guy to do something, and he hasn't done anything. Um, watching Aaron Rodgers Tuesday today, I can't agree with you saying that um, they thought that, you know, they weren't sharp enough last week. Scott Rodgers said, you know, he thought they were going to win that game the entire time, the 12 o'clock start, an AFC opponent for them. The wind was going crazy for them. It was just a bunch for them. I think they go back to Soldier Field on the road again and try to clean up their mistakes they did on the road last week and just, you know, implement it this week. Devontae went nuts. I think the connection is going to keep growing this week. And the Bears, I mean, they're just not good, man. I, I'm going to love the Packers here. I'll take the four and a half. I think this is like a 10-point game, but I've been off of my points this year. So I'm still going to love the Packers here. All right, Ron. What yeah, I really, I really like this game here. Uh, uh, this is a uh, so the angle of my on this game that I really like is the under. So this is a Bears team that scored over 20 points once in the uh, first five weeks of the season thus far. They scored 24 against the Lions last week in in, uh, in Vegas. They scored 20 week prior, six, 20, and 14. This is an offense that still, while they're getting bailed out by wins, and Matt Nagy's job is being saved week to week after two weeks in a row of winning, three of the past four they've won. This is a spot where I don't want anything to do with the overhype with a with a trending up Bears team and a Packers team that put, came out pretty flat this past week. I look at the, the total at 45, an even number. I'm looking to play this under. If the Bears get to 20, I can see the Packers getting to 24, but I don't see this game being a blowout. I see this game being pretty close, but I see it being low scoring in Chicago. And and that's, that's I mean, I, I would lean Packers, but... That, that total was just too low to, to, to ignore. At 45 in division, two familiar opponents outside in Chicago and a Chicago team that can't score. I really like the under here. Okay. Um, all right. So <laughs> I wanted to mention Bears 16 and 13 against the spread after a win under head coach Matt Nagy. Keith, what do you think about this game? I got a like on the Packers here. Uh, Rome's commentary has me a little worried. I didn't really factor in the, the low total. But I, I got a like on the Packers here, and to be to be quick and blunt, it's just uh, Aaron Rodgers in the division. I know usually when you look at division games, uh, you look at it and say, "Oh, these," you know, to Ron's point, you got to look look at these teams and think they're more even than you than you would perceive because they do play each other a lot. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have pretty much been the kings of this division. Um, I'm gonna take the stat. Uh, Pete was probably gonna say it, but 49 and 32 in division games. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, and to uh, echo some of what Salman said, the Bears are really bad, um, specifically on offense. If you look at on the numbers, these defenses are actually pretty even, um, and both of them are okay. Um, but the Bears' offense is putrid, and the the last in the league in passing yards per game is just not going to get it done. And to, and to add on to my point about why I like the under, if both defenses are, you know, we would say both of these defenses are at average, maybe a tick above average, and a mm -hmm. Bears' offense that's terrible, all we need is for the Bears' defense to show up and hold hold, hold Rodgers to what he can do, and now we're looking at a nice total. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I agree. Like you might have talked me into the under, but I could definitely see a thirty-one to nine game. Like it's like the Bears. Bears over under totals this year: one game to the over, four games to the under. Packers this year total games in terms of uh, over and under. Packers four games to the over, one game to the under. Bears show up at home. This game's going under. All right, let's get into the next game. Big, uh, big Bengals at the Lions. Uh, Bengals favored by three and a half. Total is 47 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll start with some uh, stats. Uh, the Bengals, uh, nine and 12 against the spread as a road team under head coach Zach Taylor. Uh, the Lions, um, yeah, none of these stats are good for either team, but the Lions, 20 and 22 against the spread after a loss since 2017 they've been covering a, a couple of those lately Rome, what do you think about this game uh Bengals favorite about three and a half on the road Bengals laying three and a half on the road you know <laughs> this will probably be a best bet this week as long as this line stays within three and a half and four so i expect as every week thus far the Bengals will get money in i'd say wednesday night thursday look for the Bengals. Wednesday night, Thursday, I'm pretty sure it's Lions 4. And then watch Saturday, throughout Saturday as those college football games are going, the sharp NFL guys who like the Lions and who care about that half point are going to pound it back down. I really like the Lions here. We talk about Dan Campbell and how he's been, I mean, this is motivational. This, this is motivation, right, Omatic? This is your guy. Sound man, you've been <laughs> preaching Dan Campbell all year. And now you're rolling your eyes at me as they're 0-5. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. at home. I love the Lions this week. Love them, love them, love them. Hey, I might have to, I might have to jump on your sound man special this week because I like it on every number. I like the Lions catching the three and a half, and I like the Lions on the money line. This is a Lions team here that has everything in order to win this game. This is a Bengals team that's not used to winning. And each week this year, the Sharps keep giving them money as if they're some Mike Zimmer covering machine team. They're not winning. They're not covering. I don't get it. I love the Lions in this spot. Jared Goff, no weather elements, and a Bengals team. Like I said, they're not used to this. They're not used to being, you know, touted as whatever they're being, you know, projected to be now as they as they, as they started pretty strong this year. The Lions... They're just riding their same steady coast. They, the Lions' predictions this year was to be terrible. They've been terrible. So <laughs> the Bengals, if anything, it's added pressure on the Bengals. The Lions are 0-5. They know it. The writing's on the wall this year. It's not happening. So there's no pressure to go out there and get a win at home. Super, super confident about the Lions this week. Uh, I, I, I mean, we know Joey covers. We got it. Send him on the road to Detroit. Let's see how he does. I'm big on the Lions this week. Run game that can do it, and a run game that's been efficient all year and been there every single game, and then a Bengals defense that I'm not too confident in in stopping the run. So, yeah. I, I, Lions, 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 Lions. Yeah, and it should be uh, just to piggyback on that Bengals juice that comes in every week. That line opened last week against the Packers at three and a half. You had the three and a half. You win, uh, but it got down to two and a half. You had the two and a half. You lost. So, uh, but yeah, Keith, how do you feel about this game? Bengals at the Lions. Bengals favorite about three and a half. Total 47 and a half. To be honest, this was the second of my real super stay aways. I just changed the sheets to reflect that. 
Um, and I was initially I was leaning Bengals here and assuming that I was on the you know quote unquote square side. I'm looking and seeing that the look ahead was three. There was already some you know juice on the Bengals, uh, playing exactly into what Rome was saying. It always I, is. And I, I don't am, know why. And I am now turned to leave where uh, Mark, you said something very very uh, very poignant a couple episodes ago when you said when Rome starts talking like that. I don't go. I'm on it, baby. And Let's Rome do just it. Talking like that, and it was a play where I leaned Bengals because it's like, hey, the Bengals are a better team. Everyone knows that, but it's just like Rome started talking like that, and it was a stay away for me. So it's it's gone to a lean Lions. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for me, uh, piggyback on that, like when Rome does talk like that, and we know the three and a half on the road does uh, not yeah, cover. Does not cover. So um, you know, I. I yeah, so I mean, when you know, Rome made all the points that I can make. I mean, we can keep this kind of shorter than usual, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to like the Lions here plus the points. Um, I just think that so much passion in the coach. You know, the players are hungry. You know, everybody just feels like you know they're, they're fighting for something. And I like to back a winless team. And you got me over field goal. Huh. Give me the give me the line. Last all thirty right. seconds. Let me just be technical on these last thirty seconds. Line is three and a half. Lions. Eh, I guess they get two for home field advantage. You tell me this Bengals team is five and a half points better than anybody in pro football right now? Yeah. I don't even think they're better than five and a half points better than the Jags. Because how about this? They didn't cover seven and a half against the Jags at home. Right. So the Lions are right there in that Jags, Jags, Lions, Texans, terrible team category. And they were laying seven and a half at home against the worst team in pro football. And they couldn't cover. Now they're going to go on the road and cover what's basically a five and a half on the road. They're not five and a half points better than this Lions team. There's no way. All right, sound man, what do you think about this game? Or uh, finishes off. Lean Lions here. Um, can't like them at all. But I'm gonna lean Lions here. <laughs> these these guys fight as we've seen every single damn week of the season. <laughs> these guys will fight. They will be the underdogs and they will fight and they will probably cover this spread. But I'm not picking them to win here. Like your guys, bro. No, like I mean, guys, listen, man, my guys. You really there. about to jump off this train right. if you've been riding it like all year? And we finally about to get our first W, man. I've been leaning Lions probably all year. I've liked them maybe once. When you gonna fall? Lean. When the lean gonna fall over to a life? Because we no, here. Not, listen, we all leaning Lions here, so you know how that pans out. I'm not going to like the Lions this week. I'm just gonna lean. My guy's gonna fight. He's gonna cover this spread. He's been losing heartbreakers. This guy is crying. The the way he cried, it was just like I knew that he had a long night the night before. He had to have a long night. Liquor <laughs> had to still be in him. The snowman was still in him. So those were tears of like non sobriety tears. He will cover this spread because and he won't win the game. I don't know about winning the game at this point, man. I, I really can't. You know, I was trying to go against the Joey Burrow last week and I couldn't. And obviously, he's still doing his thing. These these Bengals played. A damn good game. Uh, they got saved by a lot of missed field goals, as we all seen. I think they take that, kind of want to build off of playing a, a better team in the Packers versus the Lions. But again, these Lions are going to fight. I'm not going to pick the Lions and win. I'm just going to lean here. Go Dan Campbell. That's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, this, line, this line reminds me of the Jets a couple weeks ago when nobody wanted to touch the Jets in, in Denver, right? I was all over the Jets, lost. Lost, didn't cover. I was on the wrong side. This past week, Jets, two weeks ago, seven and a half in Tennessee. Everybody was like, I'm sick of the Jets. I'm off the Jets. I'm back on the Jets last week. What do they do? They cover and they went outright. Same thing with the Lions here. Give me the Lions. 
All right. And that's Rome at Romy Rome underscore on Twitter. He's always talking sports uh, handicapping. Um, but yeah, so next game, I don't know if we got too much for this. Texans at the Colts. Colts favor by nine and a half. Opened at 10. Total of 42 and a half. Uh, let me see how many stayaways we got. I got nothing for this game, gentlemen. So stay away from me. Uh, you oh, want me to take light. it out, go? Oh, no, go. we got a light. Uh, <laughs> Rome, talk to me. Yeah, I like the Colts here, um, specifically because of this line. It's very steep, and we saw what the Texans were able to do the last week against the Patriots. And a lot of people are obviously the look at it was ten down down to nine and a half now, and that's really just because of their performance this past week at home against Bill Belichick. In this spot. That line is that line for a reason. Really like the Colts. Like what they did on Monday night in Baltimore. Obviously, uh, came up short late, given that comeback up on defense. But I was all over that team total over at 19 and a half, and that covered comfortably. So, back on the Colts train this week on a team that will be hungry. They know they just lost the game that they should have, could have won. And that was a game that was really supposed to turn around their season. So, if the Colts have any hope of being in the hunt, which is a very wide-open hunt right now in the AFC, they can win this game and turn the ship around. I think they look to do that at home against a team that they usually do beat at home. And that total, I mean, that 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 line at nine and a half and a total at 42 and a half is very triggering to me as to why I want to pull the trigger here because at 42 and a half, that's a very low total. At nine and a half, that's a very steep line. I think that's more of confidence in the books of putting out that line, showing the discrepancies between this team. I can see a blowout here, and I like the Colts at home on a get-back week in which they should have won last week. All right, Colts, 11-8-1 against the spread after a loss under head coach Frank Wright. Three games above 500. Uh, Salman, you got anything for this game? Yeah, I'm leaning Colts. I don't like how... Salman, your mic is... Uh, yeah, you got to adjust that. Uh, Keith, let's go to you first. Yeah, I um, I got a strong lean with the Colts here. Uh, I really like it if, if the line keeps going down. I I, I was wary at 10 just because it's like, oh, that looks so weird. It's the double digits. I'm superstitious like that. But 9.5, I'm all in on um, the Texans are bottom of a barrel, bottom of the uh, barrel league team. I think we all know that. I really like the Colts here because of the Texans' inability to stop the run. Uh, I know we all know the Colts are all about that. If you're going to allow them to run the ball, uh, they will do it. Um, so I like them to. If I had to put my money on it, I'm going to leave with the Colts to blow them out. Um, but we've seen the Texans Texans be scrappy, and uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they if they did it again here. All right, so, all right, I think that's all we got for this game. Salman, uh, are you working now? What's up? All right, we'll keep it moving. We'll just keep this game moving because who's, who's betting on this except Rome? All right, uh, <laughs> next game, the Rams, 10.5-point favorites at the New York Giants, and it really is a New York Giants because a lot of new faces out there, a lot of injuries, total 47.5. Keith, I'm going to start with, uh, right back at you. Um, what do you think about this game? Rams favored by 10.5 on the road. Uh, the number obviously is a little scary, but this 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 uh, Giants team is just super banged up. Uh, you know we look we turn around a week and a half later, and all of a sudden, what Evan Ingram is the healthiest guy on the roster, uh, in terms of pass catchers. That is actually crazy. A guy that was literally just on IR. Um, you got a rookie out there that's getting all the all the targets. Um, against a, a Rams team that's I would say still fired up. Uh, they got embarrassed against the division, came out on a Thursday, you know, you know, wipe the blood off, you know, stop talking about us type of thing. But there's definitely still a team on a mission, a team with uh, Super Bowl aspirations. Um, I like them to, co- to c- continue to make a statement. I don't think they want to slip up here against the Giants at home. Um, they've, had a, they've had a lot of time to prepare for it as they played on Thursday. 
Uh, I like them to come out and, you know what I mean, not be a game that anybody's watching. Like, oh, yeah, they're, they're beating up on the Giants. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's, I don't want to say it's pending Daniel Jones, but I guess it is. I mean, if, if Mike Glenn is out there, uh, I, I could see, uh, you know, the Rams win about two to three touchdowns. Um, and then the Giants on the ro- So I think the Rams, it's, it's close to a like for me. I, a matter of fact, I, I'll give it a like. I'll give the like at the minus 10 and a half, which is insane to me. But um, uh, I, I, the Rams do still have something to prove. I think defensively, they're not very good. But offensively for the Giants, who do they got out there? It's, I think it's going to be Mike Glenn. It's a like, so you're going to play this. You're going to lay 10 and a half on the road. Yeah. Across country. Yeah. At and, 10 a.m. Yeah. And what I'm what the the biggest the the biggest thing is um you're right you're right wrong I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean the ten and a half it's not my stilo however this Giants team there's nobody out there and it, it really if Mike Glennon is performing if Mike if Mike Glennon is playing I don't see it I just don't see it the O line is still not that good um and you know I think this Rams team you know ten days rest I think they've been on the East Coast for some time now I think they're gonna get here maybe Wednesday uh so uh, I think they'll be able to adjust to the clock. Um, 10, day, 10 days rest, Giants team. And I think they'll be weary because this Giants team played them extremely close last year in L.A. Giants just 3-10 and 10 against the spread as a home dog since 2019. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna back the Rams here at minus the 10.5. Ron, what you got? I have absolutely nothing for this game. I just want to <laughs> let it be noted that McVay has gone to uh, MetLife in New York once with Jared Goff, and it was like a 35-7 game in the rain. So they have no problem going to New York and winning. I'm just not laying 10 and a half and expect them to do so. Nothing for this game. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I, sound man, is he back? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. All right. Bad, 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 bad. Um, just to be fair, I stayed away from this game as well. So. All right. Uh, Wi-Fi will choppy, though, sound man. Wi-Fi will choppy. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game, Chiefs at the Washington football team. Total of 55 and a half. Uh, Chiefs favored by seven. Want to shout out the Trap or Die podcast. Uh, our friend Maul, um, three and two right there. Uh, I'm three and two right now against the spread on the Washington football team games. Um, took the Saints last week. I mean, come on, how can you not? All right, but uh, Washington football team, Seven and eight against the spread, non-division games under head coach uh, Ron Rivera, while the Chiefs ten and ten against the spread as a road fave, two and eleven against uh, two two and eleven against the spread last thirteen regular season games. Keith, what do you think about this one? Uh, I hate to do it, but if there was ever a team to get right against in my whole life, we have to run the number. <laughs> but, but the Washington football team has to be it. Uh, a little foreshadowing. I hate the fact that we all uh, pretty much like this uh, for the most part, but I gotta like the Chiefs on this. On this, uh, you're getting less than the touch. <laughs> it's like every week I say, "Oh, the Chiefs are on sale," and every week they don't they don't cover the spread. So it's like whatever. Um, but I mean, do you really need advanced analysis to say you like the Chiefs to beat the Washington Football Team by uh, a touchdown at least? I'll just take that bet. I, I like it. I'll take it every day of the week. Fair enough, Rome. What do you think about this one? Uh, I'm not going to be that square. I'm not laying seven on the road. I don't care who it is. This is the best offense we've seen in pro football, but this is one of the worst defenses we've ever seen in pro football history. Give me Chiefs, total team over. Uh, I think that's the sharpest angle in this game. You know Pat's going to show up. You know those guys are not going to come out flat offensively. You obviously know Tyreek Hill and some other injuries, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and uh, 
I want to say it's an offensive lineman that, that might have caught an injury in that game. Uh, so so they are they might be uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey caught a stinger, so we expect him to go. But uh, you know, obviously we we know what we're getting on the Washington football team side and underachieving defense and the offense that's just trying to stay above water. I want no parts of a feisty team like this that's been fighting and a Chiefs team right now that that just they're trying to find their way. And and I mean we obviously know it'll be Matt's Stay the train. Hmm? Stay the trend, guys. That was her point. Well, what's the trend here? <laughs> the Chiefs not covering. <laughs> no, they covered in Philly. Yeah, they covered in Philly. Oh, yeah, so what? Huh? So what? Yeah, I'm just not laying seven on the road. Just not my style. Uh, they might very much so cover it, but if they cover it, that t- team total is going over. And that, obviously, I mean, I can see that going over in the first half. So, really like Chiefs total team over. Limit your liability. You don't have to worry about Tyron Matthew throwing his hands up to Swanson as he gives up a 49 touchdown <laughs> this week. So, you know, Chiefs total team over. All right, uh, sound man, Washington football team fan. What do you think about this game? Uh, Chiefs favorite by seven. I uh, don't have too much for it. Um, as Keith said, I think this is a get-right game for the Chiefs. Um, two different leagues these teams are. Uh, we're obviously not in their league. Um, you come to Washington, you come and play another NFC East team at their stadium. We obviously seen what they did to the Eagles. Yes, they covered Yes, I've been fading the Chiefs all year. I'm not fading them this week. Um, this is, we're going to get destroyed. I just want to let this be known. I mean, we all, the Chiefs are sexy. Everybody loves the Chiefs. They were sexy last night when they got under a field goal. I actually hate the Chiefs. I okay, okay, fair. Them. You're an AFC West uh, biased guy. But here, uh, the Chiefs, Sunday night, when, when they were at home against the Bills and that line got down to two and a half, Chiefs lovers jumped on it and pounced on it. They said Chiefs at home under a field goal. Once that line got down that low, there was no way the Chiefs were the right side. So I just want to let you be known, this defense is terrible. This offense is great. We know. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, we got it. Do you know who they're playing? Do you know what defense I they're got playing? It. This is an offense. This is a defense that is 29th in pro football, giving up 141 per game. And they're 28th in pro football in terms of passing, giving up damn near 300 yards a game. Patrick Mahomes can't play defense. If, if Washington has the right game plan and want to run the ball, control clock, and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, the, it, it, it could be a backdoor cover type of situation. So I want no parts of the Chiefs land seven this week. I think that's very well stated, Rome. Um, I don't even know if I, 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 I did not go, but I, I, I like the Chiefs in this spot. Um, I don't think the, the Washington football team um, defensively is even, even making changes. It seems like the players are really just, you know, I, that, that Hail Mary last week. Saw some players just say, like, we weren't prepared for that. So I don't like to hear stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, laying seven on the road is definitely tough. Um, so I probably would not uh, actually bet it. So it probably is a lean at the seven, considering that they haven't, um, uh, you know, covered the spread 11 times out of 13 last regular season games for the Chiefs. So I'm going to lean with the Chiefs minus the seven. Uh, the team total does sound uh, lovely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just lean with the Chiefs here. Because it's a lot, th- a lot of things they got going on. But coming off an embarrassing loss in front of the the nation, so that's got some uh, steam there. If the Washington football team continues to underachieve like this, Jack Del Rio is definitely gone. I mean, I, I thought he would have been gone this week. I thought he would have yeah, been gone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrible. I mean, the way they're underachieving on defense, it's bad. So I mean, I think he should be gone. Obviously, the you know it's politics. I think they keep Ron Rivera. He's a good head coach. 
but he needs to get some better understudies behind, underneath him running those running those sides of the ball because yeah. it's not looking good defense. And as we get into November and December, I I, I start getting the more the more uh, Ron Rivera stats because he's a much better coach in November and December than he's been in September and October. That's just on the line in November and December. Hey, hey, uh, what what they call him? Uh, Riverboat Ron, baby. <laughs> Put a double down. He gets it done. But I start to point those out as we get in November, December. Next game. Vikings minus one at the Panthers total of 46 mm. look ahead it was Panthers minus one swung two points I'm gonna start with me Please. I am gonna roll with my bestie and a testie Mike Zimmer Vikings minus one let me tell you why all right, so, Rome, when we talk about a game earlier, we talk about a division game. Uh, I think it was the Packers-Bears. You know, when you're laying, uh, you know, that many points or whatever division, it's sort of like an equalizer within each of these t- tiers of teams. This is obviously outside of the division. When we talk about division games, what did I point out last week when, when we were in the Vegas? Like, the Lions, they might win this game. I'm going to stay away because Mike Zimmer, my bestie in a test, he was only 21-21 and 21 against the spread in the division games, NFC North. Now he is 21 and 22 against the spread in division games. Stay away from my bestie in a Tessie there. He's driving a Corolla when, when he's in division. However, outside of the division in the NFC, in the NFC, he is 30 and 18 against the spread. I think this Panthers team, uh, you know, they're still just going through a lot. I think Sam Darnold, uh, confidence got shaken up, shooken up last week. The offensive line is not good. I can see this Vikings team. Uh, getting after the quarterback, Sam Darnold, making a mistake or two. And this Vikings team can score. And then when I also look at the, just the total, um, I think both teams can score. So I, I, I like the total over as well, the 46 points. But you know me, totals are really not my my greatest strength. But I'm, I'm going to back my best team and Tessie here on the road. Vikings minus the one point um, against the Panthers team who, I, you know, very a bad loss last week. And uh, uh, Matt Rule, just one and four against the spread as a home fave. We saw last week he didn't get it done. I'm going to back Mike Zimmer here. They're trying to get the 500. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to back the Vikings that's a, here. That's a solid handicap. That's yeah. solid. Rome, talk a, to me. This is a to-be-determined game for me, only because the line is one right now. I just want to see if it gets cute and gets up to two on either side. But we did say the look-ahead open at Panthers laying the one. Now Panthers are catching the one at home. So if this, I mean, let's just talk about the look ahead because this line is going to be all over the place this week. Uh, so the look ahead is Panthers favor by one, right? You get yep. two for being at home. You get two for being at home. So that says the Vikings are the, are a better team by one point on a neutral. Okay. So, well, yeah, one and a half, one point. All right. So this is a Panthers team that has shown two types of offenses thus far this year. They've been able to put up points against bad teams. And against more formidable defenses and formidable opponents, they come out a little bit more flat. And I did not expect them to come out as flat as they did against the Eagles defense that lacks secondary experience other outside of Darius Slay. So I did think that they would take advantage of that. They weren't able to do that. So here they are, total 46. Last week, the total was 46. That goes under. This is not going to be another under 46 for the Panthers. This goes back to Kirk Cousins being very electric and doing his thing this far uh, for the Vikings outside of this past week, really. Uh, he's, guy. he's been pretty solid. And and this is, a, this is a spot here where, like we said, if it's a side, I will lean Vikings. But right now, it'd be too close to call just because of this line. I want to see what it does throughout the rest of the week. As of right now, though, I really do lean with this over. 
at 46. Going back to your point, two offenses that can put up points. And I think that Panthers defense is a little bit overrated being credited with playing bad teams. So you get a real offense here, and we could almost argue that this might be the best offense that the Panthers have faced thus far this year. So they'll be up, uh, up against a real test here in the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and, and Jeffries and what they can do on the outside. And then on the opposite side, I mean, Sam Darnold did seem kind of shook in this past weekend, but the Panthers haven't been... Ghost, the boogeyman. They've still found a way, you know, to get to 20 points a game. And with a total at 46 and a line of one, you know, there's oftentimes where you say only one of these defenses need to show up for an under. I think both offenses will show up, and I think they'll be able to open up uh, their offense. Uh, so, so yeah, just, just leaning on this over here, uh, I know both teams... You know, the past two weeks, Vikings, 19 points. Week prior, seven points, okay? And then the Panthers, this past weekend, uh, 18 points. And then 28 points in Dallas, but we know Dallas gets an up, and, up and down the field giving the offense the ball. So, 46, two teams that put up nearly 400 yards of offense per game, but their points don't necessarily reflect those type of yardage. Only averaging 22 points offensively are the Vikings and 23 points from the Panthers. For two teams that average nearly 400 points a game, you would expect more points. I do in this situation as they play each other. Give me the give me the over at 46 this week. No touch on the on the sides as of right now. All right, Sam, man, going to you next. What do you think about this game? Vikings favorite by one at the Panthers. Sadly, potential Sam man special. You know, I don't give two shits about Mike Zimmer. Um, but <laughs> potentially a Sam man special here for me. Um you, you know the Vikings are favorite, right? I mean, it, it flipped, right? You know, oh, like, I didn't know it flipped. Yeah, yeah the Vikings are favorite. Oh, damn. Well, then at this point, <laughs> I like the Vikings <laughs> here. Um, You're gonna play the Vikings. I would play the Vikings here. Um, let me be the first to say I wasn't too big of a believer in the three and zero from the Panthers personally. Um, obviously, as you pointed out, it didn't play that much of anybody. Um, these Vikings in itself, they've just every every time you look at them this whole season, they're in a tightly contested game and they're either winning or they're just somehow losing it. I think they've been in a lot of close games, more so than these Panthers have. I think Sam Darnold is who we think he is. Um, I've seen these Vikings clamp down my second favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson, and I think they could probably do that to this Darnold guy. Um, their defense has somehow been playing good. And again, I think Darnold is who we think he is at this point. I'm not going to trust in him to beat the Panthers. Um, so, didn't know they were favorites now, but I like the Vikings on the road to win this game in Carolina. Go go, your guy Zimmer. You know and, I mean? and, and who's your favorite quarterback? Oh, Tom Brady. I said, oh, okay, my, okay. I, said, I said my second favorite got Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I thought I thought that was incredible what you got. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, Keith, what do you think about this game? Vikings favorite by one at the Panthers. Um, initially looking, it was a slight lean uh, with the Panthers here for me. I just been liking the team. I'm I'm still a believer. I do know they have a pretty soft schedule defensively, but I still think they are a pretty good defense. And um, to Ron's point, this Vikings offense, they really failed to put up points uh, as of late. Um, but given the line movement and everything you guys said, it's uh, trending closer to just like a stay away from me rather than like me switching sides, honestly. I feel that. That's fair enough. All right. Next game on the board. This one is big time. Chargers, Justin Herbert and the gang going yes. to Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favor about three. Look ahead was three and a half. Totals 51 and a half. Rome, start with you. What do you think about this game? Favorite angle in this game is going to be the under. This is going to be one of those classic games where the Ravens try to control clock. And you see a high flying offense that has to travel West Coast into East Coast elements, that being the Chargers having to come east to Baltimore. 
coming out some type of flavor offensively. And then you talk about a Ravens offense that obviously can put up points, but they've been kind of sluggish in first halves of games thus far this year. So here we go. Total 51 and a half. Books don't give you hooks for free, but when the total's pretty high like that, who knows what the number is. At this point, I lean on the under, uh, uh, specifically the first half out of each other in the first half. You got Brandon Staley on the Chargers side that knows who he has to contain, and I'm pretty sure he, you know, he, they speak about him being one of these whiz kids defensively. Brandon Staley had coached the Chargers. They speak about him being one of these defensive whiz kids, and I don't think it's going to be, you know, too much whiz kid necessary to figure out that you need to stop Lamar Jackson to beat the, uh, to, to beat the Baltimore Ravens. So I think they're going to try and make Lamar Jackson go downfield. Lamar Jackson has been pretty good this year passing the ball, but more specifically, he's been better in the second half of those games. So total at 51, chop that in half, it's at 25. They probably won't give you the hook. I'm looking to play an under. I'm looking to play a Chargers offense that's coming East Coast and that will possibly be flat against a, uh, against a Ravens defense that we expect to bring pressure to, against Herbert. Herbert thus far in the past two seasons that he's been playing, past one and a half or so two seasons that he's been playing, he's been he's been he's been killing the blitz. You come hot, he has the answer. This week, I think Martindale finds a way to bring blitzes that he hasn't necessarily seen. Uh, I don't think these two teams matched up thus far since the Herbert era. And I look for the Ravens here to be the Ravens running the ball early, trying to maintain and play bully ball in the first half. I can see a low scoring first half. Game might go over in the second half, but I lean on the under, specifically the first half under on this game. I want no parts of this side. Yep, for me, I lean with the uh, I what the, what the hell did I lean? I lean with the Chargers in this game, um, considering that the Ravens. You know, I don't like the back teams that are coming off incredible comeback wins, stuff like that. Monday Night Football, uh, and we know what the Chargers can do offensively. They can move the ball. However, it is just a lean because the Chargers. I think this is a game. I, have, I think uh, I haven't found a prop yet. Um, I got to see, but anything with Lamar Jackson, the rushing total, I think I'll take over considering that the Chargers, uh, the, what are they? The Chargers are 32nd in opponents rushing yards per game. We know they just played Cleveland, but even before then, they were like 29th in the league. And now um, the Ravens, uh, the, the, I think Lamar Jackson's total might be uh, a little under, you know, a little juice under considering they haven't been able to run the ball as well. In the last two or three weeks, did they get that 100 this past week? No, they did not, and we saw what they had to do to get the 100 against Denver. So they haven't been able to run the ball as successfully. I think going against the Chargers defense, they are going to do want to play that uh, play uh, field possession game, keep the ball away from uh, uh, the Chargers, and then um, I just think that you know Lamar's going to see his opportunities. Hasn't been able to you know make those electric runs in a few weeks. You you still want to be able to do that as a quarterback. You have the ability to. So I'll, I'll take anything Lamar Jackson uh, as far as his prop rushing total or carries um, as well. So, uh, but yeah, so that's how I feel about that game. It's just a lean for me on the Chargers. But um, yeah, the Ravens are favored by three. Salman, what do you think? Love the Chargers here. I'm not going to lie. I would make it a Salman special personally, but a part of my Salman special for this year, I don't want to repeat teams for Salman special, so I'm not going to do it. Um, I think there's something got to give here. Um, you pointed it out. Chargers obviously giving up the most rushing yards, and we know that this is what the Ravens want to do, so I think that's something that we have to look out for. Chargers third in the league in passing yards per game, and Ravens are 28th in opponents passing yards per game, so someone's got to give there as well. 
Um, I think this game might come down to who gets the ball first, right? So we watched the game last night. Colts get the ball first. They control the uh, time of possession, about seven, eight minutes for their first drive. They basically control that game all for three quarters, right? These are Colts. I think the Chargers, as I said last week, are a really good football team. I think they're way better than the Colts. If you give these Chargers this opportunity to control the game from the starting of this game, I think they will go into Baltimore, who is having their second of four straight home games. It's the only team that's had four straight home games this season. It's kind of weird. But obviously going to be the 4 o'clock game. Tony Romo's calling this. They got a little time to think about it, get some time to rejuvenate it. And you're talking about how they're coming across West Coast. They're not playing a 10 a.m. game on West Coast. This is technically still a 1 o'clock game for them, P. I think you get that ball first. You go down there. You control the time possession. You establish the game that you want to play. Five and two on the road as you got here for, I guess this is Herb. Against the spread. Yeah, against the spread. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the Chargers go out here and keep showing the NFL that they are a real team. I think the Chargers win this game outright. I'm not going to make it a sound man special because, again, I'm not repeating, but I love the Chargers here on the road in Baltimore, 4 o'clock, Romo, Jim Nance, give me the Chargers here. And, and to speak to your point of the something's got to give stat, I mean, obviously, Ravens are first in rushing, Chargers are last in rushing. Uh, Ravens rush. are first. Right. We uh, know they want to rush, but they're not first. No, they're, they're first. No, they're not first. Ravens oh, no, first. the Browns are first, aren't they? Browns. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. The Ravens are out there in terms of rushing. We know that they've obviously had over 100 yards in all of their games except the last two, if we want to be practical, right? And uh, this is a Chargers defense that's 32nd against the run. So if we're talking about what something's got to give, I think the writing is kind of already on the wall in terms of what's already giving. And it's the Ravens rushing attack. And, I mean, at 32, you can't do anything but get better. So if we're talking about what something's got to give, I think the thing's – they got to give are kind of imperfect. Is it's a perfect recipe for us to give, right? Something that's already giving and something that can't get any worse. So I think that 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 lends you know a better opportunity for the Chargers here to show up and be better against the run against the, you know a, a top rushing a top rushing offense. All right, Keith, what do you think about this game? Chargers three point dogs at the Ravens. Yeah, I like to caveat all this by saying that I'm 0 five betting on games involving the Chargers this this year. <laughs> uh, I'm 0 four betting against them. I'm 0 and 1 betting with them. So uh take everything. Well, I want to bet with you this week. Yeah, no, no, but but saying that, I really did come into this game looking at it with hopefully an impartial, unbiased boot, because I'm tired of losing uh games picking against the charge. I'm done being biased. But I really did look at this game and to what Rome was saying, like, um, I believe that the Ravens will be able to get back to doing what they always do. They they still have been trying to run the ball each game. Uh, last game, they weren't very successful. They didn't get that 100-yard mark. But you saw them throwing out every every running back that they've signed over the last month trying to, to get it going. Um, ultimately, it became down on, on, you know, Lamar get it done. He was able to get some stuff, stuff going with his arm, which is, you know what I mean, great for them. Um, but to me, I feel like this is a Chargers team, too. <laughs> this is the bias part coming in. But to me, it's been overachieving um, a little bit, especially in terms of, like, how the public's viewing You don't them. think this is who they are going forward? Um, but what do you mean by that? Do you think, well, do I I think mean, they are said, the best team the in the division? This is team that has had the most talented roster, not most, top five talented roster in pro football for at least the past two and a half years. Would we not agree? Mm. Top five, easily. The only thing they were missing <laughs> two years ago was the quarterback. They had the defense. They had Melvin Ingram. 
They had Casey Hayward. They had those defensive backs. And yeah. then they had Denzel Perryman. All these guys, right? <laughs> and then they go and get Herbert. And then now the thing is Anthony Lynn can't win the tight ball games. They have been losing tight ball games for like six years. This Chargers team has been talented. They just have never been the best team in their division. Because I mean, we talk about the Chiefs. They've been winning since 2015. So I think this is a new era of Chargers football. The offense is clicking. The defense Wait, is clear. Wait, so what side are you leaning on, bro? Right. Like, <laughs> I already said I don't want no parts of the side. I want the under. Because I, like I said, this is a Chargers team that I think is trending in terms of life. I'm not talking about this week, this specific spot. Mm-hmm. I think they're trending up. They got the defensive head coach, and that can game manage. He can manage the clock because that has always been their issue, losing close ball games late. They got the defensive young whiz kid. They got the young quarterback. They have all the things now to make it work, and I think that is real. We're seeing it's real. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They beat the Browns at home. I mean, these are big wins, and I think it's almost like the Lamar Jackson thing that I'm hearing, but from the Chargers. It's like, well, I need to see more. I need to see more. I just watched them play very well against very good teams back-to-back. All these things you name and the stuff that Lamar already checked off, been checked that off, though. Is that, That's more my point is why I leave with it. It's like, I'm, and I'm still doing it. I just, like, every week Lamar goes out there and does something that no quarterback has done before, and they act like it's like, well, they, you know, they're starting to do the LeBron thing with Lamar where they're just making up stats, but not really because it, it is awesome. Um, right, right. No, I'm, I this is not me playing down any of that. This is not me playing down any of that. I'm just saying I think this Chargers team is for real. I think we should accept them for what we've been seeing from them thus far this year as okay. such. I'll, really I'll, I'll give you this middle ground, and we can move on to the next game. I do believe that they are for real, but at the same time, believe that they have been a little bit overachieving. And what game have they overachieved? I mean, they beat good teams. They beat good teams, and they haven't lost to bad teams. Had they came out flat week one, lost to the Washington football team, and done this, then I would say they're overachieving. My, but they beat the bad like, teams, like and they beat still... the good teams. They're just winning the close games now, not necessarily like uh, like beating. The, you know what I mean? Like they don't seem dominant to me. Like two years if ago, I, if, they if lose I'm going to rely game. on Mike Williams to catch uh, over a hundred yards every week, and that's going to be their formula of success, I'm going to bet against that. That's all I'm saying. They how about this? Mm-hmm. Two years ago, they lose that game in Landover in Week One. They lose that game, so they beat that. They lose that game, and they lose the game in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. On two different sides of the spectrum, they beat a bad team where they usually come out flat. Give a damn if it's week one, they come out flat, and then they go in division on the road and get beat out of out of Arrowhead. What I say, they they beat another bad team. This is my last huh? time staying the Chargers. After this, you got me, bro. I'm not even going. I'm just going to ask Rome, like, bro, what do you think Herbert's going to do this week? Because I don't know, dog. That's my boy. He's going to show up, facts. but I think this week it's going to take a little bit figuring out in the first half, while Martindale throws out all those crazy blitzes at him early. You don't believe. I do believe. I believe in this believe. All right. All right. Next game. Next game. Cardinals at the Browns. Browns favored by two and a half. Total of 50 and a half. Let's throw out some stats. Uh, Cardinals. 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 14 and nine against the spread. Non-division games under Kyler Murray and Kingsbury. 12, five and two against the spread as a road team. 10, six and one against the spread after a win. All during that span, Browns 9-12 and 1 against the spread after a loss under Mayfield. Um 8-9 and 1 against the spread as the home fave under that same span. 
Sound man, right back to you. Uh, Cardinals at the Browns. Are you back in NFC West yet? Uh, yeah, I sadly am. I really don't have too much of like a, a serious handicap here. I'm just fans fan here. I'm really sick of the Browns for some reason. And I'm not going to let the Cardinals um, keep like making me wrong because I haven't been believing in them for at least a couple of these, what, four, five wins at this point. I'm going to love the Cardinals here on the road. Just randomly off the four o'clock, but um, actually, yeah, I'm just gonna say that I actually got something else that are just back, not make this make any sense. So never mind. But this is fans, fan here. That's all I got. I love the Cardinals here on the road. Don't got nothing for the Browns, man. All right, Keys, what do you think? Uh, I gotta, I gotta lean slash like on the Cardinals here. Um, if everything Rome said about the Chargers, I personally would apply it to these Cardinals. Okay. Um, this is a team that going into the year, we all were pretty much like in unison. I think, I want to say, excuse me if I'm misspeaking for anyone, but I feel like we all were pretty much in unison saying, oh, we expect a regression year for the Cards this year. Like, that was that was fluke last year. Um, and they've been proving us wrong. Um, I'm going to ride with the Cardinals here. They're getting points. Um, I've been... I still don't like what I'm seeing out of this this Browns team, but the way they're getting the wins is uh, the way a team that plays like them should get wins. So it could be an, another way where I'm just not 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 valuing a team correctly. But I like the Chargers getting. I mean, the Cardinals getting points at this at this moment in the season at any time. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ride with them. All right, for me, I'm um I'm gonna lean the Cardinals here. I wanted to like them, but I think the Browns. Um, I think they'll come out. Uh, you know, backs against the wall here. Stefanski's a really good head coach. Try to play uh, ball control, ball possession here against a Cardinals team um, who, who's been pretty good. Uh, but, you know, opponents rushing yards per game. They still are 28th in the league. So uh, still see the Chubbs and Kareem Hunts getting it in in this game. You want to play that ball control? You're at home. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Cleveland, but um, I'm expecting to be a little cooler than Arizona at this time of year. So you know, I'm just I'm gonna just lean with the Cardinals. I know they're an explosive team, but I think the Browns are you know kind of hungry here in this position, and um, you, you know a, a good coach. And uh, I think the 49ers may have shown some things defensively that the Browns can kind of mimic uh, from last week. Uh, you know, it, it was a tight game until that last touchdown Hopkins caught late in the game. So I'll, I'll just back the, the Cardinals here. I think they are the better team. Um, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just lean with them here, considering that they're on a road and um, going against a Browns team that's hungry. Uh, Ron, what do you what do you, Ron, what, do you, what are your thoughts here? I think the Cardinals are better than the Browns. Yeah, I, I do. Right at this moment, yeah, I think the Cardinals are better than the Browns. Chicken sandwich bet on that one. It's only a lean for me, bro. Like we, <laughs> it's only a lean. Like lean, lean a little no, bit. No, I'm only leaning here. Come on, like uh, I told you all the reasons why. I liked it. Uh, I think at this point, the Cardinals. Oh, are, I mean, Soundman liked it. I, I liked it. What's up? <laughs> I get that. Chicken Chicken sandwich 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 What's up? <laughs> Take the Browns on the line, right? Yeah, line. Two and a half. And he wanted at two and a half, or what it close? Three, three with fries? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. My Come paper on. says two and a half. My paper says two and a half. My sheet says two some, and a half. Three and a half. Oh, hell no. Okay, so look. I mean, let, let's let's do it at what it closes worldwide, all right? Consistence of where it closes. Cool. Nah, it's gotta be two and a half. Get it? You got it. He liked it at two and a two half. Two and a half on Wednesday. It might be three and a half. Three and a half in his favor. I, I might yeah, not like it on like Sunday. It I might not like it on Sunday. I like it right the now. The biggest sandwich bet once it's pulled is pulled. So if you want to play at two and a half? I'll play this at two and a half. This is how it is. That's fine. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, 
like the Browns here, leaned with the over, uh, but I like the Browns here. And, and it really goes back to preseason team totals and what we expected from these teams thus far. Obviously, the Cardinals are overachieving. If we want to talk about teams who are overachieving, the Cardinals are the number one overachieving team in pro football. The Browns are right where we wanted the Browns to be or expected them to be. They're one loss short, and if, and that speaks to a really good Chargers team, okay? So, give me Mayfield and the guys at home and a team that can run the ball. And I'm not really much worried about a, you know, I'm, I'm really just not worried about a, a, a a Cardinals team right now that's giving up over 130 yards on the ground and a, and a chart I'm sorry a Cardinals team that's giving up over 130 yards on the ground and a Cardinals team that's you know I think they're very volatile and I think there's a lot to do obviously with Kyler, Kyler Murray and how he plays and how he manages the game but I think with pass rush smart pass rush, that being Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney, these are professional veteran pass rushers. These are guys that aren't running five, six yards past the quarterback on the pass rush and letting them step up in the pocket and do all that. They know they have to contain them. They know that it's going to have to be a bull rush, keep the guy in front of you, kind of play the guy in front of you type of game, not get upfield to the stable quarterback at his spot. So I think they know that he's going to be playing against a very athletic defensive front. I think that will, in in turn, limit Kyler Murray's ability to get out of the pocket. I think he'll have to make a lot more plays this week from the pocket. I love I love a Browns team that being coached by Kevin Stefanski that knows when to run the ball and will run the ball against the 27th best offensive rush, uh, defensive rushing team in the Cardinals. Cardinals on the road. Cardinals in Cleveland. Give me the Browns on a get-back week on a close game that they could have, would have, should have probably won out there in L.A. this past week. All right, and that's Rome. Once again, at RomeyRome underscore on Twitter. Chicken sandwich back there with yeah, Soundman. What's that? That's a torn labor from uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, is what this that, is. Uh, Odell been playing with it for 10 years. It ain't never uh, stopped. And w- what has Odell done this year? Uh, Baker, no, I'm just uh, talking about the torn labrum thing. He said he's oh, been Chandler playing for 10 years. Chandler. We have seen a lot of good from Odell in 10 years with Chandler Jones. I ain't mad at it. Chandler Jones. Oh, I can see it now. Two and a half sacks. What you mean? <laughs> and Nick Chubb goes off a of 150. And I will give you one thing. I will give you one thing that I didn't like about this. Uh, they can't this, stop the run. After this yeah, Cardinals exactly. games, it was a lot of happy pressers from all the Cardinals players this last week. I don't like that. Everybody's super happy about this start. Because they ain't expect to be here. <laughs> I'm the Maybe only not, person yeah. that said the Cardinals would have a good year this year. They are not going to be able to stop the road in Cleveland in 50-degree weather. It's going to take heart and will to do that. And at 5-0, and we are okay going home with a loss against an AFC team that we don't really matter on our schedule because they're not in division, they're not in conference. Fuck it, we down 10 late. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the career. Quickly, quickly, I hate to go on a super tangent, but like to me, like the your whole like technical analysis of handicapping these two teams, I feel like should apply to both the Chargers, Ravens, and the Cardinals, Browns team for the game. But it feels like to me you took the complete opposite side of both of them. Like you took the same analysis and you're talking about a team that can run the ball and a team that can't stop the run, right? Literally, that was your whole yeah. Right, and I think the only thing that that nothing boys this difference here is a is a Chargers team that can throw the ball and obviously a Ravens team that can throw the ball right here the Browns cannot throw the ball so if they have to run they're gonna run Baker Mayfield going back to his torn labrum if the Browns have to run the ball we know that the Browns can't run the ball that's fine but in the Chargers Ravens game those are two teams that can pass the ball Lamar's been way better than he has been in prior years past the ball so they're gonna have to pass the ball to win that's why I think that game will be a little bit closer, but I think there will be more passes than we expect. 
in this Browns game, if the Browns had to pass the ball, we've seen Baker Mayfield at this point. We're five weeks in. He hasn't been that great passing the ball. But we know that five if they... Years. Well, yeah, right, for five years. And so that kind of speaks more to my point. If they want to run the ball, they really won't, one, won't have an option, and two, it's probably still their best option. The Ravens have two options this year for the first time under Lamar Jackson. I think that's the difference here. All right. Against, so... a, team that, uh, against a team in the Chargers that can put up points, if, if the Chargers, going back to like a couple of you guys' points, if the Chargers are able to get out early and put up points, the Ravens are going to get out of their ball game earlier than they expect to be because they're not going to be able to control that clock. And they can play that game. The Browns, we just saw this last weekend, the Browns scored 42 points, and those last two touchdowns at the end, they were rushing touchdowns very much so reliant on the running game. So you're just this team the, needs the, the Browns to be who they are, and you think the Ravens could probably get off schedule a little bit. I Yeah, I can definitely see that against an offense in the Chargers that is more capable. I think they're putting up more consistent, explosive points. We watched the Browns and Chargers just go back up and down the field this past week, but we watched them do it in two different ways. Right. Gotcha. All right. Points made. All right. All right. So this this is a new thing I'm gonna do to save us some time. Uh, this is the the two way play. Um, so I'm asking you guys, which home fave or which road dog covers here? Got the Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos favor by three and a half in that game. Total of 44 and a half. And we also got the Seahawks at the Steelers. Steelers favor by four and a half. Total of 42 and a half. I'll start with me. Um, I am going to say I'm going to take a road dog here. I think the Raiders are going to cover this three and a half point spread uh, out of the two games. I'll take them before I take the Seahawks. But the three and a half, I think this Raiders team, this is in division. I think this Raiders team will have a boost of morale with Gruden gone. Um, offensively, we, we've seen what they can do early in the year. They've taken a couple steps back, but that pass rush is still elite, in my opinion. Um, they're uh, just the Raiders are fourth in opponents passing yards per game. I've learned over the last few years in doing these statistics that usually passing yards per game usually comes with pass rush. So the Eagles are really good top notch in their passing yards per game because of pass rush. That's usually where it starts, in, uh, where it starts at least. Uh, Carolina the same. Um, so I, I'm going to back the Raiders here plus the three and a half uh, points on the road uh, against a Broncos team that has really just beat up, uh, you know, some lollipops. So. Bro, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, which teams are you taking here? Which road dog or which home favorite are you taking here? Broncos or Steelers game? Yeah, I'm going to lean here with uh, Raiders on the road, and that really has to do with the fire coach. And then I'm going to lean with Steelers at home on a week in which Geno Smith has to go on the road to Pittsburgh. It'll just be that short. Uh, I really teams, wanted to like from Rome. Really wanted teams, to like from Rome. Teams, <laughs> teams with... Teams with their coach fired often have a boost of morale. And this at this point, I think we're going to double win. We're going to a team that's not bad, a team that's still in the thick of things, and a team that's getting that boost of morale with the fire right. coach. All right, but Ron, Ron, with this segment specifically, you got really you only, you, segment, you, no, you only got you, you only put money down on one game. Which one are you taking? The, the Raiders. All right. That, yeah, that's what that's that's how I felt as well. I would take the I'd Raiders. I'd rather catch points in division than lay points out of conference. Correct. And I felt the same. All right. So we feel the same about that one. Keith, what do you think about that? Which uh, out of these two games, you got one game to bet on. Which one would you go? Yeah, I'll start by saying, like, honestly, the Seattle Steelers is more of a stay away to me. Um, and I was actually bouncing back and forth on this Raiders-Denver game. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, fuck it, I'm going to land on the Raiders hard ER. Um, we got rid of the coach. <laughs> very clear, very toxic, very very toxic. Uh, we had to get rid of him. I think there's gonna be a breath of fresh air. 
Paul Nassib was already playing really well this year. I can only imagine how he's feeling now. Uh, let me go with the Raiders. I really dislike the Broncos. Everything they got going on. Teddy check down. Drew Locke. We have probably two quarterbacks on the roster better than both of them. Give <laughs> me Raiders. All right, Salman, what do you think about uh, you got one game to bet between these two? Broncos favored by three and a half. Steelers favored by four and a half at home. Uh, which game would you bet on? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to just, um, you know, pretty much piggyback on everyone's sentiment. Before you even did this segment, uh, I had Raiders here in pink, which means Salman special for me. Um, obviously, the same thing that everybody said boost morale, get, get this guy grooming out of here. I've never been a grooming guy. Um, get him out of here, man. So let's go over here. Denver let me down last week. As you said, been beating up on lollipops. Uh, let's get back to what it was week one. Let's give Darren Waller 19 targets. Let's win this game in Denver. And um, no Russell Wilson. I don't got time for Geno Smith in uh, in, in Pittsburgh at night. So, no. I think you should mention that Josh Jacobs is finally healthy. And I feel like the Raiders offense – since they've acquired Josh Jacobs, has looked much different and much better when he's a, when you have a healthy Josh Jacobs. Yeah, this last me and Pete will watch him live in Vegas this past week, and we he just wasn't that impressive. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you don't got that much juice. The, I mean, the but well, I've been what watching I, him all year, and he definitely looks better though. But what I what I will say is that I thought I mean a lot of times watching the Raiders with Gruden, I thought they just you know they ran the ball on such like those downs. It's so predictable. It's like yo, we know you're First running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it's just like they always ran up. Dude. It was mad predictable. You can get away from that without Gruden, but that he's a very traditionalist coach. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's yeah, been exactly. a pain point of mine for you. Like, uh, we don't really have the weapons necessarily now to get freaky, but I mean, like, what we? we I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess you do. Actually, we do. We just don't. We just don't. We have rugs. We have Renzo as a route technician. Uh, yeah. and Waller hasn't been involved last few games. Uh, I Maybe think the best wide coach. receiver is Brian Edwards on that. Well, I was going to mention him that Brian Edwards has been playing well this year. I mean, like Brian Edwards, Hunter Renthro, and then rugs. You can get out who run post routes and deep routes all damn long on play action if you want to. Deshaun Jackson's been doing that in the league forever. The play calling has made me feel like be super down on these guys, but I'm willing to, to turn the leaf on them. All right. Yeah. I would be interested to see who's the next guy out there in Oakland. You know, you know NFL politics. They'll probably get a black guy out there. All right. So if we had to take one bet between those games, looks like we would, we would go with the Raiders there. Uh, mentioned in both games, and we just got through two games, gentlemen, just like that. All right. So uh, the Raiders, 24 and 21 against the spread is a road dog under Derek Carr. Uh, Broncos 13 and 7 against the spread after a loss under head coach uh, Vic Fangio. Um, Seahawks 12 7 and 1 against the spread, road dogs since 2017, but that's obviously with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Stillers 66 55 and 3 against the spread, home team under Mike Tomlin. All right, last game on the board for us Cowboys, favored by four at the Patriots. Total of 50 and a half. Rome, I'm going to start with you because uh, I don't really have a feel for this. Sway me. Patriots at home under the lights again. Dallas Cowboys team, a team that we've seen in years prior, going back 2016 that year, where they were really good. They eventually ran into a letdown spot, and it usually happens against coaches that know how to coach better than Mike McCarthy or back then Jason Garrett. Mike McCarthy, worst game manager in pro football right now. Okay, Bill Belichick, probably one of the best game managers in pro football history. You're catching them at home. You're catching them off a win in which they really should have lost. So there's no letdown spot for the Patriots. They know who's coming in town. 
they often they still feel like they have a good shot in this division in the AFC that's very much so wide open right now. I mean, if if we want to cut the season short here and just like look at like what could possibly be a thing, I mean, you can see the Patriots playing the Chiefs in some type of playoff game this year. Like that's the type of thing we're looking at right now because the AFC West could end up with two teams, Chargers and Chiefs. And and at this point, we're looking at AFC South. That's only going to get one person in there. So this Patriots team, I'm pretty sure, has a lot of motivation here. And obviously, I don't think it ever lacks with Bill Belichick until going back to last season at the end of the season when they were completely out of it. But here, I think they very much so feel like they're still in the thick of things, an outer conference game that can really only benefit them. Who, who benefits more or hurts more from this game? Cowboys hurt more because it's just like, that's one of those you should have won. And the Patriots get another W on the schedule, not in conference, not in division, but it's a W nonetheless. Really like the Patriots. Flat four for the Cowboys laying on the road. Fox Bros worth two and a half at the least. But you're telling me the Cowboys are six and a half points better than Bill Belichick, and that's what I'm that's what I'm taking. I, I just can't buy it. I think Bill Belichick finds a way to tame Zach, uh, Dak, and I think he's mu- he'd much so rather be comfortable taming Dak than Zeke right now. Uh, so, you know, so I think he would rather have to stop a run game than a pass game. So look for pressure, look for a lot of, you know, different looks that Dak isn't necessarily accustomed to. And the Patriots catching this flat four at home. I really like it. Yeah, for me, um, I just lean with the Patriots um, because their defense has kind of been disappointing the last couple of weeks to me. But, um, uh, you know, you got you, Bill Belichick, home dog. Are you kidding me? Um, so I, I'll take that. Even, you know, I think of last year when they were going against the Ravens, they were catching points there. They covered, I don't know if they won out right, but, um, and, it you know, I, I, or something. Yeah, yeah, I just think that, you know, the Cowboys, you know, you have to, you know, you kind of got away with a, you know, a nice win last week, but against a team that kind of just broke apart with the injuries and the Giants. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to go against Bill Belichick here, but I like the first half under um, in this game. I think both teams are going to come out. Try to run the ball, uh, you know, as far as Daniel Jones, I think he's going to, you know, they're going to try to run the ball as well in the Patriots. He's going to check down more than uh, Dak. But when you got uh, Bill Belichick drawing up a game plan all week on him, um, I think that uh, the first half under the cash here. So I'm going to I'm going to back the first half under uh, this Patriots and Cowboys game. That's a like for me. And I'm going to lean with the Patriots as a home dog. Keith, what do you think about this game? I got a super square uh, lean on the on the Cowboys, to be honest. Um, it wasn't much thought here. It's super emotionally driven. I'm not going to lie. I had the Patriots, uh, for the listeners, I had the Patriots as my survivor team last week. So I definitely sweated that whole game. And I, yeah, I had the Ravens. Magnify, magnify all the flaws in the Patriots. But it was a spot where I was feeling super confident on. Like, I was thinking they were probably going to cover pretty easily. And, like, they just looked really bad against. Like, I'm not... I'm not in a position to say that, like, to give the Texans any points for that game. Like, I think the Texans are pretty much who we think they are. Yeah. Um, but I really did not like what I saw out of that Patriots, out of that Patriots team, and I'm pretty sure a lot of that is baked into this minus four. Um, but I still, I just couldn't find the will to like type in Patriots against this uh, Dallas team that's been playing really well. Like, we've literally been waiting uh, for decades for this team to be playing really well. They were looking like they were just this team that we're seeing last year before Dak got injured and they he come back on injury and they're looking just like on schedule so um I'm gonna continue riding with it uh this might just be the end for Bill I mean like hey we, we saw it happen last year <laughs> we're acting like it won't just keep happening Tom Brady is still Tom Brady it's like okay 
maybe the age-old question is answered. Like, it was Tom Brady. Yep. All right, Salman, uh, what do you think about this game, last game on the board for us? hate to love the Dallas Cowboys because that's not what I do as a Washington football team fan, but I love the Cowboys here. Cowboys randomly covered the spread in each of their five games this season. I'm piggybacking off of Keese's stat, uh, well, not stat, but just analysis of the Davis Mills against them last week. You showed me all I needed to know. You're telling me Davis Mills are going to carve these guys up, and you got this guy Dak coming in. On the road, four o'clock game. Why they only four? Who knows? Do you think it's Bill be Belichick? Bill Belichick. Yeah, like, like we're the respecting Cowboys Belichick. The Cowboys are supposed to be this way. It's, it's Cowboys Patriots. I don't understand which side Vegas is like baking the line in. I think this is an honest four. Vegas, Vegas had this look ahead at honest two. Four. Vegas had this line at two. Give me more public Cowboy money because it's already up to four. Would have loved it at two. I think this is the right line. Would have loved it at two. You love it at four, though. Love it at four, but, you know, I think, you know what I'm saying, last game before the the bye for the Cowboys, I think this is, you know, Cowboys obviously aren't playing anybody. This is another one of these non-playoff teams from last year that the Cowboys can beat up on, get their fans super excited about. Five and one going into the bye week. I think they easily beat this team i haven't seen anything from the patriots this year i'm good off the bill belichick i'm thinking like he's like he might be done like cowboys are gonna go in here win this game at four o'clock on this last game i mean if you want to i mean check my record you already already check my record rome check my record rome if you want to keep betting these sandwiches check my record man that's all i'm gonna say but i love the cowboys here i hate the love the cowboys here but this is just another you know i'm saying we're we're gonna have a good. We're gonna classic flat spot for the Cowboys. Not this year. The four and one, one four straight. Get five before you go into the bye week and get all your fans excited about the season that are about to let down. It's gonna be a flat spot after. It's the gonna bye. be a Cowboys game. It's gonna Not be a right regular now. Cowboys game. Not right now. High on them and the public team. Not right now. Disappoints. Not right now. <laughs> Love the Cowboys. Right. Loves the Cowboys. Salman loves the Cowboys. All right, that's it for us. Uh, but before we finish everything off, keys me picks. Uh, right back at it. I know, Keese, you're locked and loaded, so talk to me first. Tease me picks. Week six. All right, so for my tease me, I had to get these out the way early because I already know that we're not going, nobody's going to tease across zeros. <laughs> so I had to get mine out of the way early. Um, I'm going to tease uh, the Colts down down to minus four. Um, and then I'm going to tease... Um, I said I had him locked and loaded. Oh, yeah, the, the Chiefs down to uh, essentially a pick of minus 0.5 against the Skins. I mean, the Washington. Well, it'll be minus one. They're favored by seven now, but yeah, same. Oh, it's not. Uh, I'll still take it. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, Rome, you, you, you got one? You got it for me? Yeah, I'm just going to cheat and use my best bets because it'll cover on the regular line anyway, so I won't even need the teasers. Cheat, teasing the Lions up to nine and a half. Yep. Actually, that's 10 because they're catching three and a half. That'd be 10. No, it's nine and a half. Six plus three and a half is nine and a half. Okay, six point two. Okay, nine and a half. And then I'll tease the uh, Patriots up to, what's that, 10? That's 10 on a dot. And those teams are going to cover on the regular line, so... All right, Salman, what is your teaser for uh, this week? I'm going to ride with Salman, my Salman, lost the last two. You were, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get back going. I'm going to ride with my Lions yet again. Sadly, I'm going to follow the Rome. I'm going to get them at plus nine and a half. And I'm going to take my Chargers at plus nine. 
All right. So that was some. All right. I'm actually, I got an AFC West teaser this week. All right. This is for you, Keys. This is for you. I know the B Day is coming up in the next month. It's for you, Keys. I'm going to take the Chiefs at minus one because, I mean, come on. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus one, get the W. All right. And then I'm also going to take the Raiders mm-hmm. plus the mm-hmm. nine and a half points. No way. Uh, AFC know, West team. teaser. Right now I'm five and no. Knock on wood for me. Let's let's get the six and no. And let's get out of here. Best bets presented by Bluehost. Best bets are brought to you by Bluehost.com. Bluehost is your best around when it comes to site hosting. If you're starting a business, promoting a product, or writing a blog, Bluehost is for you. There's a ton of themes that will fit your unique style. They supply you with email integration to reach your supporters premier plugins and more all for less than five dollars a month log in now to bluehost.com slash track slash any up consulting to get the best offer for your site hosting this is omatic aka Soundman, and these are the best bets for the week mike curry's best bets are the chiefs first half minus three and a half points and he likes the rams minus nine and a half points my friend in Paris's best bet is Jalen Hurts over his pass attempts. Keese's best bets are the Giants Rams first half under of 24 and a half points. And he likes the Packers at minus four and says not at four and a half. Rome's best bet are the Lions plus three and a half points. MP's best bets is the first half under of 24 and a half points between the Patriots and the Cowboys. He likes the Chiefs total over 31 points. And he likes the Raiders plus three and a half points. The Soundman special this week are the Las Vegas Raiders.